This is the Book Marketing Action Podcast, and I'm Becky Robinson. Since 2012, my team and I have partnered with more than 100 authors to launch more than 130 business books. On this podcast, I'll share the best insights and actionable ideas from our work so that you can implement sustainable activities to reach your goals for your book. Whether you're a seasoned author looking to breathe new life into your book or someone who dreams of writing a book someday, this podcast will help you be more successful in getting results as an author. Hello, everyone. This is Becky Robinson, and I'm so excited to be back with you for another episode of the Book Marketing Action Podcast. And I'm especially pleased today that I get to interview my friend and client, Lisa Fain. Welcome, Lisa. Becky, I'm so happy to be here. All right, Lisa. So as we dive in today, I'd love to start by letting you tell our listeners about you, your book, and your work in the world. Great. Thanks. So I am the co-author with Lois Zachary of Bridging Differences for Better Mentoring, which came out in February of 2020. And it's really about how do you take your mentoring relationships and leverage difference in your mentoring relationships. And it relates to my work. I'm the CEO of the Center for Mentoring Excellence. We work with organizations, large and small, all over the globe to help them create more inclusive cultures and better leaders through mentoring. Amazing. And Lisa, my team and I have loved working with you and through the launch of the book and then also on marketing your brand and your business. So I'm sure that we'll touch on some of that today. But Lisa, we have not known each other on your whole journey. So I would love to start at the beginning. Tell me about your journey in using social media channels, how you got started, and how you found your way in using social media to get the word out about your work. Yeah. So I actually started my professional solo journey after my corporate career as a coach. I was doing some moonlighting as a life and executive coach. And I sort of dipped my toe into the social media water by just putting some feelers out on Facebook, a little bit on LinkedIn. Instagram was the great unknown for me and certainly couldn't even imagine being on YouTube. And there was no strategy to it. It was if something came to me um, or I had an announcement, I'd sort of let my friends know. And haphazard effort gets haphazard results. So sometimes I would post a video that said something somewhat brilliant and get some good results and engagement, but it never really translated into anything for my coaching business. And when I moved into Center for Mentoring Excellence, we were doing what I would call sort of curation, is we would collect articles on the topic of mentoring and push them out through LinkedIn and through Facebook, a little bit through Twitter. I would say the following that we built was really small. It was people who we knew well, who really already loved us, but there was never any action. We never had any calls to action at all. We never really thought about it strategically. If there was, I think once a week, one of us on the team would look for an article related to mentoring and then send it out to an external social media person. And that was about it. And then I made a change to an external social media person who had a different vision than my vision. She had a vision of who, of Lisa Fain personally versus Center for Mentoring Excellence that really wasn't quite as aligned with where I wanted to be. So we did a little more curation there. We did a LinkedIn group called Bold Broads, which I'm actually really proud of. It's about it's collecting stories of bold women. And that was about it. Again, we weren't measuring the return. We weren't able to see what happened. And then when I engaged Weaving Influence as a result, both of the book campaign and afterwards, then we really started to see something happen. And I would say probably once or twice a month, I get a client who says, I saw you on LinkedIn, or I heard about you on Twitter. And the strategy really has made a difference for the business. Wow. So that's really interesting, Lisa. What I'm hearing is that you tried a bunch of different 
approaches. And when you decided to become strategic, you began to see results. And when I hear that, I'm super curious because I have a couple of biases about social media use. And one of them is that it does take a long time to get results. And so I don't know that there's any way of knowing, but I wonder if your results came because of a strategic approach or because you invested long enough to get the results or possibly both. Do you have any sense of that? Yeah, I think it's an and. I also think it could be that we were getting results, but we weren't measuring anything, right? So if you were to have asked me even how many followers I had on any particular social media channel, I would have to look it up and I'm not even sure I would have known where to look it up or what it meant, right? Or what my engagement was or anything like that. So it wasn't until I actually started paying attention to the numbers. I think there's a self-fulfilling prophecy there a little bit, Becky, right? Some of it is the investment and some of it is the intentionality of this particular metric is something that I want to grow. And also not, you know, before we were peanut buttering over all the social media platforms, peanut buttering, meaning, you know, you spread an even layer across all of the social media platforms without really choosing which to do or which not to do. And once I realized that my people are on LinkedIn and I actually get a lot of energy from LinkedIn and we started to focus on LinkedIn, doesn't mean I don't post on Facebook, but on my personal page, I post different stuff. Sometimes there's a crossover, but most of the time, you know, my heart is with my intimate peeps on Facebook and my business, my heart of my business is on LinkedIn and Twitter. And that's really made a big difference as well. So getting clarity about the channels where you're most likely to connect with your target audiences, including people who might hire you, and then also having intentionality about not only paying attention to results, but measuring results and looking for results. Yeah, 100%. That's hugely powerful. It seems to me like what you're saying is you're not going to get results using social media unless you're looking for them. Exactly. Exactly. Part of it also is figuring out what mattered, right? And I mean, I sort of stopped trying to follow the models of people who I admire, but I didn't even know what their back end was, you know, and what they wanted and starting to realize what it was that I thought mattered, right? And using my own voice, ironically, using my own voice as I started to work with an external team, but they were able to help me reflect back my own voice, which really made a big difference. So let's pause and talk about that for a moment, Lisa. So you're talking about outsourcing the execution and implementation of your social to our agency in this case. And how did you come to a decision that that was the best way for you to invest your time and energy with social and money? Yeah, (laughs) Part of it is I started to think about what do I dread doing? I can't even tell you the number of times I would put on my calendar for the first half an hour or the hour of the day, social, right? And it was like this big, like I might as well have written it in those letters that look like a horror film, you know, where they're like bleeding up and down the page because it was just that feeling to me of like, what does that mean? It seemed so big and I kept putting it off. And yet I knew I had good things to say and I had a message that had to get out there. So one is I just kind of paid attention to where my energy went and where it didn't go. And the other is that I help people develop strategy for a living. And I recognize the value of strategy. And when I started to look at the amount of time and frustration that I was putting into something that was important to me, but not strategic, that I really needed help in developing that strategy. So it was those kind of combination of two things. I have ambitious growth plans. And I knew that social media was a key to those plans that I really wasn't leveraging. That's so helpful. And it's interesting because I think if I showed up at work and I had time blocked for social, I'd get excited about having that time blocked. So I think there are differences in how we each perceive and approach the use of social media. So Lisa, tell me what has been most challenging for you as it relates to discovering what works for you as 
an author and as a business owner in using social media? Calling out the stuff that's off-brand. Not on my personal Facebook. On my personal Facebook page, I do what I want. When I talk about the things that I want, I have a social action bend in my own personal life that I talk about a lot on Facebook. And to the extent that it relates to creating inclusive work environments, I'll talk about that. But I think really thinking about what is it that makes me and our business stand out and unique and focusing on that. And that was something that I didn't do a great job of on my own. But I think once I narrowed my voice, and I was so afraid of it, honestly, Becky, because I was afraid of excluding people and you know limiting myself from all potential opportunities. But once I started to narrow what it was I wanted my voice to be, our voice as a business to be, then I was able to... I mean, it was, that was hard. And it was also pretty instrumental in making the shift. So Lisa, I remember a conversation that we had once about how using social has challenged you to step out of some comfort zones. And I can remember even the day you posted a photo of yourself with the keynote speech on your Facebook. Do you remember that? Yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah, you know, that is probably what the right answer should have been to the last question. There wasn't anything wrong with the answer I gave, but the truer answer is I do a lot of speaking. I love speaking. I get a lot of energy from speaking. And I really fought the idea of this being about me. I love speaking because I love the message. I love speaking because I love talking about the power of mentoring and the power of creating inclusive environments. I don't love speaking because it's about Lisa Fain being up on stage, right? And taking a picture of myself posting as a keynote speaker felt like I was waving my hand like, hey, pay attention to me, right? It just, it felt so inauthentic. And yet, I think you told me or somebody told me that this is actually about the message and that I'm the vehicle to the message. So that really was a big threshold moment for me. And I was so happy to see it. One of the things that's important to me about social media, Lisa, is this idea of becoming memorable. And when you can take a step out and risk sharing a photo that feels a bit uncomfortable or not really within what you'd prefer to share, you increase the opportunity that you can become memorable for that thing that you're doing. So speakers who share photos of themselves speaking remind people that they're available to speak. And so Mm -hmm. I'm so glad that you've been willing to walk on the edge of it that way, Lisa. Well, I've appreciated the push. So let's talk a little bit about what you expect from your investment in social media, Lisa, because you did mention that you're ambitious, you have growth goals for your company. So what part does social media play in your ambition and growth goals? Part of what we want to be at the Center for Mentoring Excellence is really the go-to thought leader or expert on the subject of mentoring. And so I really see social media as the window into that opportunity. And so creating that visibility is really important. Mentoring is a really important tool that sometimes people don't think about. And so if they're reminded about the presence of mentoring as a solution and they can think, think, oh, I know somebody who's into that. Maybe Center, I should call contact Center for Mentoring Excellence. I think social media is a great vehicle that way, as long as I continue to add value. And so I really view social media as a vehicle to get some value out. I subscribe to this model of sort of give, give, get, where it's you give twice as much out there than you expect to get in return. Probably give, 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 get, in all honesty, sometimes it's three times as much. And so I view social media as the way to get the value out there of my ideas, our business's ideas, and the importance of mentoring in general. I love that, Lisa. And I'm wondering if you could share with us some results and benefits you've seen from using social media for those who might be a bit reluctant or unsure that social media can bring about business results. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a simple answer, but it's a true answer, which is we've gotten a ton of clients. I would say one or two potential clients a month reach out and say, I saw you on LinkedIn or I saw you on Twitter or somebody forwarded me the link from the YouTube of you speaking. Can we talk? Of course, not everyone results in business, but it's okay. It's really about kind of getting the word out. So that happens pretty frequently. And the other piece is I feel like I have become much more connected to other people in my field and gotten lots of good ideas and insight from the connections that happen through social media. You know, somebody follows you, you follow them back and you learn about a whole new leadership theory. Or I learn about somebody who is doing mentoring in the youth context and an international scale that gives me an idea for an article I want to write or something I want to record. So it's not just the value of the connection in the business. It's also the value of the thoughts and the ideas that I can then translate into putting more value out so I can get more value back. So I can put more value out so I can make more of an impact. So all of those things, it really is a cycle. That is so clear. And I appreciate you sharing it, Lisa. So at the end of every episode of the Book Marketing Action Podcast, we always want to give one or two immediate steps that people who are listening could implement as a result of what they've heard today. So I'm wondering, Lisa, if you can recommend an action step or two that our listeners can implement to be able to reach more people with their ideas. Yeah. I mean, the first one is to kind of look out for that peanut butter, right? Is see where are you spreading things evenly where they don't get even results. So in the example that I used, I was putting the same effort into all of these social media platforms and they weren't all getting results. So the first action is look out for where you're getting results and put your action where you're getting results. And then the second thing is also like watch out for your voice. Make sure it's your voice. Make sure it's your message. And it's not that you can't amplify other people's message, but if you do that, make sure that it's consistent with your own. So those are two. Those are two great ones. And if you're listening today and you choose to implement one of those action steps from Lisa, I'd love to hear about it. You can always email me, Becky at weavinginfluence.com. And before we wrap up for the day, we also want to take a moment to let you know how you can get to know more about Lisa and her work at the Center for Mentoring Excellence. So Lisa, can you tell folks where the best places are to find you? And if they've been listening carefully to this conversation, I think they may have an idea. Well, you can find us on LinkedIn. Our website is centerformentoring.com, spelled out, and center, C-E-N-T-E-R, the word S-O-R, mentoring.com. And we also have a great YouTube channel that we're working on too. So I would say start with LinkedIn, go to our website, and then if you're still interested, head over to YouTube. Perfect. And we will put links to all of those places on the show notes. So thank you so much, Lisa, for investing time to have this conversation with me today. I learned a lot and I will continue to think about this idea of give, 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 get as it relates to creating results on social media. Lisa, take care. Thanks, Becky. Thanks for listening. And I hope you'll subscribe today and tell a friend about our show. If you're looking for hands-on help to market your book or have a question you'd like to hear me answer here, please email me, becky at weavinginfluence.com. 